This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Celts and Kiwi, brought to you by the Dunedin Edinburgh Sister City Society. Members of the society and wider Scottish community explore the connections between Dunedin, Edinburgh and Scotland, culminating in St Andrew's Day celebrations in the Octagon on Sunday, November 27th. Chat, music, history and giveaways, proudly supported by Dunedin City Council Events and Community Development.
welcome to the show. Um, Ron and Simon here with the Kilts and Kiwi show for this... Um, where are we? We're still in October. We're still in October, yes. Yep, yep. Labor weekend. Coming up to Labor weekend yep, here it is in, um, in uh, New Zealand. And uh, Kilts and Kiwi, as I said, um, brought to you by the Dunedin Edinburgh Sister City Society, who are the main um, role that we've been sort of taking in the last few years. Well, obviously not last year, but we, we, we did all the work anyway. But uh, it was the uh, Celebrate St Andrews Day event, which is uh, 27th of November, Sunday, 27th of November, that we're a free event, free family event that we're putting together. Um, first up on the show today, we had the Poozies, um, which is a female, all female group. And uh, probably the most well known of them is Ailey Shaw, Ailey Shaw from uh, who's now with Sugar Nifty, the fiddle player there. And that's off their album Punch and um, came out in 2018. And the track was the title track, Punch. Um, we've got a, we're going in, a, uh, we're going to try again with Morag uh, Neil in Edinburgh soon. Um, and we'll have a chat with her. She runs a promotions company called Scary Biscuits. And um, she'll have a few <laughs> tracks to talk about and just life in general and see what's going on over there in Edinburgh. She's had a very busy time, lots of festival events and activities on the go there. So that'll be coming through probably in 10, 15 minutes. And in between time, uh, me and Ron will chat about various bits and pieces. Uh, you've got a track lined up here, Ron? Yes, I have. I've got a track from the Marlettes, and the Marlettes are from Inverness, Bob and Maggie, and um, I missed them when they came to Dunedin. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Yeah. When do they come? Um, Jimmy Lowen organised it for me. I don't know if you know knew Jimmy Lowen or not. Um, Jimmy was Talking well a long known. time ago. About eight, eight years ago oh, okay. they came, okay. yeah, yeah. And, and I wasn't well and I missed them, and they were fantastic, Bob and Maggie. So I hope you enjoy this track from the Marlettes. The summertime is coming And the trees are sweetly blooming And the wild mountain thyme Grows around the blooming heather Will you go, laddie, go And we'll all go together To pluck wild mountain It's my 
Aloha. As we leave the sun-drenched shores of Glasgow behind, we see the children leaping up and down with their hands in the air. Are they happy? No. They've got broken bottles stuck in the soles of their feet. Clyde Coast land ladies are looking bored. The absence of tourists has got them floored. The question they're asking would make. You swoon. Why don't they come back to dinner? Why this swinging resort? This switched on. Has three pubs, two cafes, and a fag machine, and hills you can walk up while the rain is running down. Why don't they come back? Long time ago, people would flow in, even from overseas. But in recent years, the only ones on the piers have been seagulls and a few CNDs. At this point in the song, ladies and gentlemen, we would like to remind you. Of a competition held in the Glasgow newspapers, where the first prize was a weekend dinner and the second prize was a fortnight in dinner. They can't understand it or hear them roar. We've got yanks here and fairies by. The score and the nightlife that stops in the afternoon. Why don't they come back to the noon?
That song would have brought back. <laughs> Sorry. It's good, yeah. That was them not cheering for me, that was them cheering for Billy. That song would have brought back a lot of memories to people in Glasgow when you used to go for your Glasgow fair holiday and fair fortnight. I don't know why they call it fair because it always rained. But we'd Is go that down like to- a labour weekend sort <laughs> yeah, of yeah. fair type, type? The whole whole of Glasgow took their holidays on the fair fortnight. <laughs> Glasgow, <laughs> so what time of year Glasgow is that? Glasgow just disappeared time? in July. Yeah. Oh, August. it was in July, yeah. okay. Glasgow just disappeared. So this to is Danoon. Danoon. This is Danoon down the Clyde. And, uh, and we used to do it. We used to go down on the ferry down to Danoon and stay there. And But we were young. And then when we got a wee bit older, we used to go back there when we were about 14 or 15. And yeah, it was very quiet. Because a lot of people had discovered Spain overseas. It was so cheap. Package holidays. Yeah, and you could go over there <laughs> cheaper than you could go to Danoon. So he did that song kind of tongue-in-cheek, but it was absolutely true at that time. And people that song, was, it's actually Billy Connolly, isn't yeah, it? People, yeah. but it's, a, it's Humble Bums that he was with, yeah. Oh, okay, so, that's early, yeah, so this is off an album. We'll feature a few tracks yeah, off this today. Um, I mean, I just think he's magic. It's the big yin, Billy yeah. Connolly in concert. So, yeah. um, and, 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 and Ron, it's good that you know his material because there's some we won't be playing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. This, I'll, he, he run, was, I'll run he, you by the tracks, and you go yeah, yes, no. He, he yes. was he was very brave because Billy Connolly was a Catholic, and been brought up in a Catholic home, and to to do a song, which was one of his his huge songs, was the Crucifixion, was very very brave, <laughs> and that was a song that Michael Parkinson listened to, and then decided to get Billy Connolly on his show. Oh right, so that was yeah. really early on, really early in on in his career. career yeah. yeah, people were turning up apparently. I've read all his books many, many times, and people were turning up at, at the door of the of the venue with crosses and <laughs> controversy and, and rosary beads and stuff like that, which he loved. It just made his show even better. Yeah, yeah. You know? Sort of added to it all. <laughs> added yeah. the interest to it. <laughs> and, and before that, there was a group, and there's a group here that we play called was it Marionettes? And was it Mar- no the Madelettes? The Madelettes. Madelettes. Yeah, Madelettes. M A R L E T T E S, and they're from Inverness, and they're Bob and Maggie. And they're just brilliant, fantastic singers. And they singers. came here, you see. They came here about eight years ago. That's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a guy called Jimmy Lone who passed away a couple of years ago. I knew him through golf and I knew him through business. Hell of a nice guy. And um, he gave me that CD that you're, that yeah. you're playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll okay. always be really grateful to that. Yeah. And I, I love him. I play him on my other radio show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah, I'm that's great. I'm my own lunch then. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so, yeah, Kilts and Kiwi. Um, you got, what's the next track you got? And I, got, I see J- James is in, uh, in coming in very shortly, yeah. so that's great. And um, we'll Magic. be going to Morag in probably five, ten minutes. Fantastic. Well, the um, next track is yeah. Isla Grant, and I, I have seen her two or three times since she's been here and she is just amazing it's all her own material she writes it her husband and her produce it all and this song I love because I love Australia and they're going through a really really difficult time at the moment with all the floods and the fires and that they're Australian and no I I do like Australia I I don't hold that against them at all I think they're very very friendly so this track is called Simply Australia I travel through this wondrous land A welcome waits for me So many new friends yet to meet So many sights to see And signposts on the highway Always let me know I'm traveling through the land They call Australia Australia 
Every day it seems you're more like home to me The beauty that surrounds me is such a sight to see And when I'm far away from you My thoughts will ever stray To the place I keep within my heart Australia Red and blue, some emu and some wombats, and even kangaroos. And I've listened to Slim Dusty, a legend in this land. And everywhere I go, friendly people take my hand. Australia, every day it seems you're more like home to me. The beauty that surrounds me is such a sight to see And when I'm far away from you, my thoughts will ever stray To the place I keep within my heart, Australia Australia, every day it seems you're more like home to me The beauty that surrounds me is such a sight to see And when I'm far away from you, my thoughts will ever stray To the place I keep within my heart, Australia And when I'm far away from you, my thoughts will ever stray To the place I keep within my heart Australia Have you stood by the ocean on a diamond hard morning And felt the horizon stir deep in your soul Watched the wake of the steamer as it cut through the blue water Been gripped by a fever you just can't control Are to throw off the shackles And fly with the seagulls To where green waves tumble Before a driving sea wind Or to lie on the decking On a warm summer's evening Watch the red sun fall burning Beneath the earth's rim But to every sailor 
comes time to drop anchor, haul in the sails and make the lines fast. You deep water dreamer, your journey is over. You're safe in the harbor at last. You're safe in the harbor at last. Some men are sailors, but most are just dreamers. Held fast by the anchors, they forge in their mind. Who in their hearts know they'll never sail over deep water to search for a treasure they're afraid they won't find. So in sheltered harbors they cling to their anchors, bang down the boilers and shut down the steam. And wait for the sailors to return with the treasures that will fan the dull embers and fire up their dreams. But to every sailor comes time to drop anchor, haul in the sails and make the line. Fast, you deep water dreamer, your journey is over. You're safe in the harbor at last. You're safe in the harbor at last. And some men are schemers who laugh. Take the gold from the sailors and turn it to dross. They're men in a prison. They're men without vision, whose only horizon is profit and loss. So when storm clouds come sailing across you. For as long as there's dreamers, there will always be sailors bringing back their bright treasures from the corners of earth. But to every sailor comes time to drop anchor, haul in the sails, and make the line. Fast, you deep water dreamer. Your journey is over. You're safe in the harbor at last. You're safe in the harbor at last. And it was uh, Eric Bogle and James. Hello, James. Come in, James. Let's see if we can get everything happening here. Um, James, you there? 
Yeah. Uh, oh, mate. hold on. Go again. Yes, yes, I think I'll be. <laughs> yes, you are now. Excellent. It's working out. There's four microphones here. You're on two, James. Ron's on four. I'm on one, and we've got Morag. Neil from Scary Biscuits over in Edinburgh. All good and happening on Skype. G'day, Morag. Hi, Simon. How are hey, you doing? Great. That's coming through nice, loud and clear. So, yeah, um, Eric Bogle, tell us, how was it, James? Oh, it was marvellous. Um, I Until I uh, heard, you know, Jock told me about him and we learned that whilst in Matilda song, I'd only heard that one song. Um, not only was he, is he a great um, singer, uh, he's, he's quite a, a light voice, but rather, rather beautiful. Um, his, you know, his, just his um, patter between the, uh, the, the tunes and the songs was just marvellous. It was, uh, gosh, it was a, a treat. I think he could have filled a much bigger hall than the folk club, um, which was, you know, full to overflowing. Um, I can't say more than that. I mean, we'll have to play more of him. I think he's got a beautiful um, brace of songs. He's 78. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's about five foot four. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the in the break, he was seen drinking whiskey, uh, which we're not allowed to do. It's either red wine or beer. Mm-hmm. But if you, but if you're a performer, um, I'll remember that. If you're a performer, you can, you can nip out the bag and have a whiskey. So. And if you're Scottish as well, oh, well that, that, that would be well, rude that, if you well, didn't that, allow that, that. Well, that buggers me up then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, ancestry though. Oh yeah, ancestry. That's right. I've got plenty of Scottish. Um, yeah. Can and you're a fan, Morag. You, you're saying you, you've you've known Eric. Hey, hey. I'm very jealous. You got to see him this weekend. Yeah. I saw him in Scotland. I think it was about four years ago. He played the Queen's Hall at the Edinburgh Festival. Oh, okay. So he's been through. Yep. Yeah, really. And he would have been seventy four then, and he was still he still got it. He's he still completely got it. A dog, right? He has Morag. He sure got, sure has got it. He, absolutely. I Did play on. The songs as well. It's kind of like you, you want both. You want you want them to sing, but you want you want the stories too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the stories. Yeah, yeah it's the yeah. whole package, isn't it? Yeah. I guess it's that experience and and yeah, knowledge and. Yeah. I do. I do another radio show, Morag, um, on Radio Dunedin, which is was a hundred years old two weeks ago. Um, older than the BBC. Uh, older than the BBC, believe it or not. And one of the tracks I often play by Eric Bogle is off the Melbourne Scottish Fiddle Club. And it's the road in the miles to Dundee. And it's brilliant because they said if you walk down the road in the miles to Dundee, now you get knocked down by a big bus. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, Morag, how's, how's Edinburgh been since we last uh, briefly caught up with you? It's like summer's gone, I guess. It has. It's been pouring with rain and blowing gales today. Just normal. Uh, <laughs> normal, yeah. We've had the Edinburgh festivals. We've all come and gone, and um, not quite back to normal, but getting there. Oh so yeah, yeah, okay. Events and back how, on. Them. And how were the festivals? You know, the, the, you had plenty of shows in, uh, on the go there, yeah. I did. I had, I had seven different artists on. Um, some of them doing runs, a couple of them doing just one-offs um, at the Pleasance, which was just a lovely venue to be part of. Mm-hmm. Um, all, all, all uh, music acts, um, but you know they did well. I'm very happy because um, I know you know some things maybe weren't selling as well as people hoped, but generally speaking, audiences were coming out. And um, they're still a wee bit reluctant sometimes. 
But, um, you know, they are coming back out. And say there's, there's just that magic of live performance that you can't beat. Yeah, yeah. And and I guess it's the at the age group as well, the, the ones that are sort of less confident in going out. And, and, and just Edinburgh, Edinburgh as a whole, how, how, how are things sort of... Do you think it's... Are there still masks about or...? No, um, not at the moment. Um, we've kind of stopped that. So, well, it's just at, at your discretion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're just waiting to see well, what winter brings. Well, that's the big thing, isn't it? I guess that's also going to sort of lead into. Um, and, and obviously, here we've just sort of got got away, gone away with masks. And then, then there's reports there's a new strain coming through. Yeah. Um, and and there's still I don't know. I to be honest. It's that whole thing. We, we, we're so uh, we are very much an analog species. I haven't kept. I don't know. There are there must be cases still on the go. I think there's but still. There are, do you, yeah. Do you know James? Well, um, in the last the, the, thousand Michael, or so. Michael Baker from the you know the mm. he was saying we probably he would recommend we wore masks. We're in, we're if we're in a room like this, a small studio, right? Yeah, we should all have masks on. Yep. He would. He would recommend. You know, he, there, there won't be any more lockdowns, but um, masks. He recommends masks. Yeah. And okay. He, he should know. <coughs> yeah. And in, in the UK, there would still be quite. There, there'd still be lots of cases, surely. Yeah. Of, of COVID going around. Well, the main thing is to is is the, if it's not serious, and that you know the vaccine program makes a big difference with that. Mm. Yeah, so, I've got to get my booster. I mean, there's still people being hospitalised, but you know, the majority of people are, are getting ill. You can't be getting ill, but they're not being bad enough to be hospitalised. Yep, yep. So it's and it's not, reducing. You know, not in the same sort of numbers that they were to start yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. So you guys managed to keep it out of, of New Zealand for so long. Yeah, until the students came back, and then it went rampant. <laughs> it was more the Australians. We welcomed them. We welcomed them with open arms. Bring down COVID. Yeah. Um, it was inevitable, though, wasn't it? I guess that's the thing. And and but then when you it, when you're in something like that for the first time, it, it's hard to know, um, you know, what to do. So I guess they went for safety. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was a, a, an interesting time. As well, you know, you could get stocks of the vaccine up, and you know, I really do think that that. Sorry, you cut out a bit there. I'm just saying that you know, at least you you had a chance to to kind of build up stocks of the vaccine and and get program going. Yes, so yes, that and it, it bought time, didn't it? And that was the big thing. It did buy us time, um, which is a which a good is a good thing. Um, yeah, I think we handled it for the size of the country. I think we handled it initially extremely well. And so did Scotland, yeah. because my brother lives in Glasgow. And he said he said it was really well handled in Scotland. It was all the dickwits coming up from England who were bringing it up to Scotland. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Mate, he's from Glasgow, so he's opinionated. <laughs> I'm going to play a track written by Eric Bogle, um, and it's called Now I'm Easy. And it's it's done by Ian Bruce and Fraser Bruce. I don't know if you know them or not. Yep. Yep. So um, they're friends of my sister, my brother-in-law. They all went to school together. And my brother-in-law, in fact, played with um, Ian and Fraser Bruce um, when they first started their Cayley band. So Ian and Fraser have sent me over loads of tracks. So I'm going to play this one written by Eric Bogle, and it's called Now I'm Easy. No, you're not. It's no, not, not quite ready. It's, it's going to play later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm because a liar. We got, I'm, I'm, I'm just working that we've got a song here that Morag's um, 
put through. Oh, and no problem. The That's first cool. one that I've got here um, is uh, from you is Wandering Star. That would be the Count of Fife. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, so I've got that here. The chair is it the Countess of Fife. Tell us a little bit about that. The Fife is um, not a known name, but the members probably will be to certainly to people of a certain age because it's led by a wonderful singer called Faye Fife, who is the lead singer, front woman, originator of a band called the Rosillos. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yep. So that's late seventies sort of punky yeah. era, yeah. Yeah. What was the big hit? Different- there was a big hit they had, right. Top of the Pops or something, was it? That's right. Yeah, yeah, okay. So big. she's she's a new band. She's kind of gone a little bit country punk with a bit of twang. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> now I've just worked out. Now I've just worked out. Now I, I don't know if people know the intricacies of a of a studio, but I think the um the 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 material the fire, uh, the track is being played on the same pod as what you're on. So I'm just going to have to flick you over because I don't know. Where, I'll, I'll talk to the tech guys in a minute, but I think this is the case. So I'll play this track and then we'll come back and hopefully this will work. I'm not too sure. I might have to back it up with something else. So here's um, so it's Wandering Star, yeah. Mhm. That's the the new single, which will be out on the fourth of November, but is available for pre-ordering very very soon. Let's have some uh, Dougie McLean. Well, I like Dougie McLean.
uh, what about that then? That's uh, Wandering Star from the Countess of Fife. And that's, what do you call that when it's not been released yet? Uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty, uh, what do you call it, Moraga pre... Uh, a, a pre-hearing. It's a special you. Yes, a preview. Doing? Sorry, miss, <laughs> are you cut out. Every now and again, you're just cutting out on us. Are, are you there? Yep, I'm still here. Nice, nice. So, sorry, yeah, so that's like a pre-preview, pre-release, pre-release, I guess. That's a preview for, for you. So we're yeah. the first in the world to have heard that. The first play in, in New Zealand. New Zealand. So. I yeah. think it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Sorry, I think it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I do too. Really, a good upmarket song. Good, good beat to it. she got a good voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was saying to Simon, she reminds me a wee bit of Maggie Bell. Oh, uh, I heard you say that. I don't know if you, you don't you don't think there's a comparison? No, maybe I'm going deaf. No, she was um, sort of more robust. She had a more deeper voice yeah, when she, she did No Mean City. She was a blues singer, wasn't yeah. she, Maggie Bell? Yeah. But no, I loved that. I thought that was brilliant. So the next song I've got you've, um, pr- uh, that I've managed to bring up, <laughs> yeah, hopefully, is uh, Dean, Dean Owens. Tell us a little, tell people if they haven't heard about Dean, a little bit about Dean, because you know a lot about Dean. <laughs> Just a bit. I'm a little bit biased since I do promote him, but um, he's an award-winning Scottish singer-songwriter, um, he's just recorded uh, or just released a new album that he recorded with a band called Calexico. Did you come across Calexico? Yes, I oh, have. Oh, yeah, we have. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're pretty uh, well known here. So it's all sort of southwestern US desert influenced, uh, with a little bit of Scottish grit in there as well. Okay, and this is called After the Rain. Okay. Let's give it a whirl. Maybe the moon won't always glow, but if there's one thing that's guaranteed, it's I'll always be through you, and there's one thing on which I'll. Always depend You shine like the road Shine like the road Shine like the road After the My heart won't always be, and maybe the wind won't blow through these streets. But if there's one thing that's guaranteed, it's
Yes, that's Dean Owens. Um, and, of course, Dean was the first Scotsman to play in the Dunedin show at Celtic Connections about how many years ago was that, Maureen? Six or seven years? Six. Six years ago with uh, Jake Cropley, yeah. So that's where yeah. we first came across Dean in got Glasgow. Got a beautiful voice. Lovely voice. Sorry. He's got a lovely voice, Morag. Thank you. He's also, you mentioned about Eric Bogle and the, the chat in between the songs. Yeah. That's another thing. Dean's very, it's very much his specialty as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that's fa- fabulous. See, because I haven't been back to Scotland for 12 years now, you kind of lose touch with what's happening in, in music. And that's why I'm hoping to come back uh, in July, um, back to... Because my mum was born in Edinburgh. Um, my mm-hmm. aunt lived there, um, j- just across from Murrayfield. So, you know, I've and I've flatted there for, for a while as well with friends. So Edinburgh is very dear to me, as well as Glasgow. Where I was born. <laughs> anyway, you give me that. Um, do you do you do anything with Louis with Louis Capaldi? Ah, uh, no, no, no. I just wondered if you did. I, just somebody spoke to me about him a couple of weeks ago, and, and he comes up a lot now in Facebook <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Records and I sold a few, you know. Yeah, he's, he's done. He's done well. I don't play much of them, but I did play him a couple of weeks ago, and it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The next one lined up. Okay. Tell us a little about this Adam Holmes Edinburgh song. What's this okay. all about? Well, Adam's uh, he's probably a bit more folky perhaps than Dean, um, but he's a, an incredible writer, great singer. He's got slightly old soul and young young shoulders is how we kind of describe him. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's got a kind of world weary type of delivery, but just very warm kind of voice that just wraps around you and Edinburgh he, he was born and brought up in Edinburgh um, his mum used to drag him around the folk clubs <laughs> and he was just uh, so he absorbed all of that and just a phenomenal talent okay great and this is a new another new release just come through it's it's called Edinburgh the official yeah there's a music video that he's made as well yeah yeah but it's, it's basically a love letter to his, to his hometown Okay. In all the messy, noisy, gorgeous, glory, glory days, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's have a listen to this and um, we'll come back to Morag. You're on uh, Kilts and Kiwi on uh, ORFM. Edinburgh isn't so much a city, more a way of life. I doubt I'll ever tire of exploring Edinburgh on foot or in print. Edinburgh isn't so much a city, more a way of life. I doubt I'll ever tire of exploring Edinburgh on foot or in print. Edinburgh isn't so much a city, more a way of life. I doubt I'll ever tire of exploring Edinburgh. Make a break. 
Horror, um, and that's uh, from 2018 off the album called Hex. And the musicians now, I don't, it's hard to tell where they're actually from in Scotland. Um, Lucy Dugan is the vocalist with uh, fiddles. There's Callum Ian McPhail on accordion, Sean Cousins on acoustic guitar, Chris Dean McDonald, that's an interesting, uh, Chris Dean, C R I S D E A N. He's on bagpipes and whistles. Keith Morrison, piano and synths. Paul Martin, electric guitar and bass. And DC McMillan on drums and percussion. Heard of them at all, Moreg? Is it something you've come across before? Hmm. Hello. Oh, is it Horo? Horo, yeah, I think so. It's H O with a, like an umlaut gap. Yes, R O. Sorry, it's called Horo. Haro, yeah. Haro, okay. What well, is is that a Gaelic word? Yes, that's what it means. Eh? It means Don't ha- ask. Hello, is it? Is it? Yeah. No. Hello. Haro. Haro. Is it? Hello. Like Haro, my nut brown maiden. <laughs> <laughs> Never did find out what Haro meant. <laughs> Morag, I was um, I was fascinated um by the fact that um Eric Bogle kept bringing up his mother Nancy, um. Um, 
whom he sings about quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, when yeah. he, he left there when he was 25, so he's lived in Adelaide lo- a lot longer than he lived in Peebles. But his accent remains, um, and he still talks about his mother. Um, and when he left, she wanted to go to Southampton to see him, you know, leave on the ship and hold a streamer. But he he didn't want that, so he went off on the train with a streamer, leaving his mother in a, <laughs> crying. And then he, he sang the song about it, and I ended up crying. <laughs> so um, it, it, he's such a good storyteller, and, you know, that was when he was 25, and he's now 78. So it wasn't uh, yesterday that Nancy said goodbye to him. I know that's a beautiful song as well, I and mean, so many people can identify with that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure, yeah, yeah. Well, it was a ten, a ten. What was it? A ten quid palm or, or ten quid? Was it ten, 10 pounds? pounds? Ten pounds to to come across yeah. to, to New Zealand uh, and to, Australia. Oh, really? Is that yeah. right? On yeah. the boat? Yeah, yeah. yeah. called ten pound palms. Ten pound palms. Ten pound palms. word palms. Ten pounds would be probably around about five hundred dollars now. So yeah, it wasn't no, that cheap. It wasn't much. I mean, my sister, my brother-in-law, came over to Dunedin um, on that from Glasgow. Ten dollars. Ten pounds. Ten pounds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With with a, a nine-month-old baby as yes. well. Yes. Yeah. And they were very brave, and a lot of people um, going to America never saw America because they had illnesses, they had bronchitis, and they had tuberculosis, and they wouldn't allow it in. Yes. So as far as they got was to, um, you know, to Ellis Island. They never got past there. Of course, my um, ancestors came out in, um, oh gosh, uh, 2001, so they came came out in 1851 um, from London, and, and it was a hell of a long trip, and what I, what I managed to get was the um, chaplain's um, diary, um, which I read, and it was every every day. It was you know someone was sick or someone was someone died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very long way in those days. I mean, it was a long time for your brother brother and yeah, sister. It was nine weeks. Nine weeks. Sorry, it was nine weeks for them to come out. I yeah. think it was. I think it was, it was about a year for them to yeah. get here. Yeah, really. Back in the in the yeah, yeah. it was a long, so long lots, They'd stop off in lots of places, I guess, would they? Yeah, they yes, to restock. Cape Town rings a bell. I think they might have got supplies there, but it was a hell of a long way yeah. you know, with, a, with yeah, a baby. Was, you had to be very, very brave or very, very stupid. Um, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I mean, some people must have come here and thought, "What the hell have I come to?" Because well, my, you know, it's no different to what I left in some well, ways. Well, my great grandfather, great great grandfather, people. <laughs> my great great grandfather's. Um, brother, who was an architect, he came here to Dunedin, Morag, and he designed two buildings, and then went back to um, went back to Aberdeen. He yeah. couldn't stand it; it was just mud everywhere. Yeah, I know. So he designed these two buildings, one of which is still standing, um, and took, went back. So you know, there was lots of people did that. Yeah. You had to be bonded to a business for two years when you first came out on that scheme. Oh, really? Yeah, and oh, if maybe. you left the business, then you had to give them back the bond. Oh, maybe he did the two years. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> okay, now let's back up the truck. Adam Holmes. I don't know why. It just seemed to go on a loop and just bring up that. Like you say, it was an Ian Rankin, Ian Rankin. introduction. Yeah. Um, so I'm I don't... Yeah, it, hey? The video... Of an introduction from Ian Rankin. Yes, yes, that's, yeah, on YouTube, yeah. But the, the actual track doesn't. Yes, oh well, I've got the one with it. It's got. It's called the. Uh, it's is Edinburgh the official music video. Anyway, we, we'll give it a go, and then um, we'll t- maybe yeah. So um, 
Does is this is this guy? So you, he's been around a while, but is this something quite new and special? You think, Morik? Well, he he produced his first studio album in two thousand and fourteen. Okay. Uh, produced by a guy called John Wood. Do you know John Wood? No. Who's he from? He, he he's from England, but he worked with people like John Martin, Sandy Denny, Fairport Convention. Mm, okay. Yep. Yeah. Certainly them. Yes. Non-digital. Yep. Ian Rankin um, has just released his probably his last book. Um, there's an article in this morning's paper. Um, do you know about his last book, Morag? He's yeah. I, I was at an event uh, last week, in fact, with uh, Dean Dean Owens. He was invited to do a little bit of a couple of songs with um, Ian was doing a Q and A in Edinburgh. Yes, uh, and then uh, launching the the new book. Oh It's actually a line taken from a Jackie Levin song. The, the title, was, yeah, yeah, Jackie Levin, very tight. Yeah, look, I've seen those Q and A's in Edinburgh uh, with Ian Rankin, and they're fascinating, absolutely fascinating. He's a he's, he's a talented an, an, writer. He sure is. He's a very dark writer. He is, he, but he has he has so many goes at these damn books. He, he you know he, he writes it and then he rewrites it. You know, it's, it's not easy to write a you know a who done it who done it. The characters kind of take on a life of their own almost. Yeah, they like, do. Like they do. Rebus. Yeah. 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 yeah you get right. You get right into the characters and you believe that they're actually real. Well, not quite. But. Sometimes right in the character, and you think, "Oh, he, he'll be good for a while," and then, yeah. and, then he, and then he's gone. The following, following page. <laughs> okay, Adam Holmes, Edinburgh, take two. Great. Born near this land, I was raised here. I stand, on forest road, meadow walk. How we live, how we talk, Edinburgh, Edinburgh.
made with support from the Dunedin City Council Community Grant Scheme and the Dunedin Edinburgh Sister City Society. The Society fosters the historical sister city link between Dunedin and Edinburgh as well as planning local Scottish-themed events. A highlight will be the annual St Andrew's Day celebrations to be held in the Octagon on November 27th. Keep an eye on the Dunedin Edinburgh Sister City Facebook page for updates. Special thanks also to Haraways for their great prize giveaways on kilts and kiwi. Yes, and before that we had um, Adam Holmes, yes, with Edinburgh, and um, we've talking to Morag Neil over in Edinburgh through Skype at the moment. Um, we, we're sort of part council run our, our, our society, and it's um, we've just had some elections here, Morag, um, and um, New Zealand as a whole has had a lot of um, uh, what, what is it? Count, uh, what are the council? Uh, it's sort of regional regional uh, elections, yeah, aren't yes. they? And there's been quite a swing. To the, to right. the right um, yeah. f- for these. Where are you up and with the play with what's happening in Edinburgh? And are, are you guys? I know you you had a the provost in Edinburgh was quite close with our provost, uh, our mayor Aaron. But of course, Aaron's now not um, didn't get back in. How's the situation over there? Well, we're start- just um, going through the horror show of uh, what's happening in Westminster and that kind of um, dominating everything at the moment. Yeah, she just she quit, she quit this morning. She quit this morning, yeah. Oh, did she quit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Three months, I think. 45 days. <laughs> Is did, that it? Did she, did she quit or was she pushed more, eh? Um, well, she came out and said she was resigning. Oh, okay. Pushed. Her choice. Yeah, pushed. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it it's forty-five days. It was on a radio See, but, show this morning. Boris is talking about coming back. Oh, that's a joke. That's, that's, that, that's how real the whole thing is here. I think he's. I think Boris is a bit of a comedian, isn't he? 
He sure it's looks nuts. like one. It's so crazy. what about so what about Edinburgh wise? Is it is it is the provost in for much longer, or do you, are you do you know is are they coming up for elections? How does it all work over there? Um, well, there will be elections. I don't think till next May. Okay. Um, and we just have to wait and see what what happens with that. Well, I guess it's interesting because the way things are looking nationally, you'd think maybe there will be a swing to the left for you guys, do you think? Or do you think another year, obviously, is a long long time in politics? The left in, in England on the whole. Mm, yeah, you are generally. So you've got quite a left, left-thinking council in there at the moment, do you think? Well, in Edinburgh, Edinburgh it's a mix of Labour and, and Tory, surprisingly, because they didn't want to um, have a coalition with the SNP. Mm-hmm. We decided to have a coalition with the Tories instead. Yep. Okay. Uh, kind of unholy alliance in lots of ways. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, and of course, we just lost the the Edinburgh Film Festival. I don't know if you heard about that. No. What's the no. story there? Uh, the Edinburgh Film Festival, which has just celebrated its seventy fifth anniversary, um, and it's tied in with the the Film House, which is a fantastic. Um, Edinburgh institution, but they run into financial crisis. It's perfect storm apparently of not enough money, um, rising costs because of um, fuel bills are going through the roof, and not enough people coming through the doors. So at the moment they both close the doors, and we're just hoping there's some sort of a package can can you know, some sort of a rescue package can get put together. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I say, the the film festival would. It just it just had its seventy fifth year in August there, as indeed the international festival on the Edinburgh Fringe. They're all seventy five years old, um, and it's it's had some fantastic um, film premieres and 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 stars coming coming in the red carpet and so on over the years. But uh, as I say, apparently it was very sudden. It, it was announced in the morning, and the doors were closed by lunchtime. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, yeah, we're we're just hoping that the, you know it can survive because it's it's one of the oldest film festivals in the world, mm. and the Film House itself is is it's an Edinburgh institution. It's, it's one of the last independent cinemas in Edinburgh. Um, it was most of the rest of the night have been taken over by chains at various times. Yeah, yeah conglomerates take over, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fuel bills are just going through the roof at the moment. I mean, they're talking about uh, if they manage to keep them double what they were last year, we'll be doing well. They're talking about quadruple. Is that because of the Ukraine situation? Oh, well, they're blaming it on Ukraine. <laughs> well, the crisis, um, which has just got lifted, that, that was in place for about two, three years. Uh, stopped the energy companies charging what they wanted, um, and that that's now that's now been lifted, and that was Boris's um, partly Boris's government, but it was also it was due to to run out. Yes. So the energy companies can now charge what they like, and they're charging something like four times. You know, so if people are going from if they, if they were a thousand pounds a year for their Gas and electricity. They're now looking at something that is maybe four or five thousand a year. Oh my God! God um, is public transport still cheap? 
Uh, fairly. Um, Edna's still still digging up the roads trying to get trams. Yeah. But oh, really? They're still on that one? Wow. They must be getting close, are they? Uh, it is getting close, I have to say, because I stay quite close to the, the to Leith Walk, which is... Right. Uh, okay, yeah, I remember the, when I was last there, it must be four years ago, three, four years ago. Oh, yeah. At least. In Manchester, I managed to build a whole tram system in the time it took and us to get one lane. <laughs> yeah, but yours started and stopped, and then it, it 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 sort of went into a lull, didn't it? And then they, yeah, and obviously they've, yeah, they've come back. We got, got one line which went from uh, St Andrews Square out to the airport. Yes, yes. And then like, we've got the trams. Um, <laughs> but then they decided that yes, they could actually take it down to Ocean Terminal, take yep. it down to Leeds, which. When it when it gets finished, you know it should be fantastic. It's starting you're starting to see what get a sense of what it would look like now. Yeah, yes. that's good. Because uh, didn't they, didn't they dig it all up, get it get it ready, and then stop, and then they had to fill it all in again? Is that the case? Yeah. Didn't, the, didn't yeah. the company who was uh, contracted to do the work have it? Wasn't it a German company, and it, it all fell over? Is that? Uh, well, I think I think we put three different different management oh. structures on it. The project managers to try and deliver it. The first problem was the. The, the absolute classic, and I think I think it was a German company, um, and they they put the concrete down in uh, Princess Street. They laid the tram lines, so great. Um, as a little while later, they had Luke went, mm, cracking. It's not not looking good. <laughs> Don't this 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 concrete, this material we've used umpteen times in lots of places. It's absolutely fine in Dubai. <laughs> God. Exactly. Slightly warmer than Edinburgh. <laughs> well, uh, it, it must be expensive, Warwick, because a colleague, an ex-colleague of ours, is, was doing a cable car up High Street, which is, um, a, you know, as as it suggests, a high street, and it, it's a bit like San Francisco. It goes up in you know, increments, and for him to do that, it was going to cost millions of <laughs> millions of dollars, and uh, the poor man, um, unfortunately, had a CVA, a stroke, and uh, I think progress has stopped on that project. Yeah, well, well they're still trying to do it. I Are mean, they? Yeah, yeah, I think they're crazy. Oh, it's I crazy really do. myself. So yes, so yeah. And but what about food? You know, we, we we're noticing like we we've got reasonably high inflation. Foods foods our big thing, and even things that we we produce within the country the are just going through the. Yeah, it's just yeah, that's and obviously um, yeah, and and mortgages are going up and everything, and um, yeah, we're, we're quite bad, but I don't think we're as bad as everyone else. Well, no, the, the, the news on. Uh, our local radio was eleven dollars for a cabbage in Auckland. Eleven dollars, which is so how much in pounds? Do you know? uh, five, five twenty, five pound twenty. Uh, that's expensive for a cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you could buy broccoli one one piece of broccoli for for four quid. <laughs> it's crazy the prices. Sorry, I missed that. That cut out. Our inflation just hit ten percent today. Okay, yeah, I think we're around seven. Seven. Yeah, yeah. It's. I think I've found one last track. Well, thanks, thanks for your time, Morag. Yeah, uh, thanks, Morag. Is it Kirsten Adamson and Friends? Peace in our time. Is that the track you were thinking about? One, but that's a good one to 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 play. It's actually an old song of her father's, who was a singer called Stuart Adamson. Who flattered, I think, and this is a good story, he flattered with uh, Irene, who is partners with Dave at Relics Music. I think they have a, a connection with Big Country. Or was it the Skids? 
Okay, okay, maybe it wasn't. <laughs> but it might have been the skid, Scott. <laughs> Since I say it, yeah, sorry. You've got David Ryan. Back the truck up, that's it. <laughs> yes, it's, it's like Kirsten's quite new, is she, on the scene? Um, well, she's kind of been around. She actually sang on one of the, the last big country albums that, that Stuart was on. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, it was about 13 or something, and she did backing vocals on that, and she sang with the band at the Barrowlands. Um, again, when when her dad was was around, God, I used to go to Bangland. Uh, <laughs> second solo album that's just coming up, and it was produced by Dean Owens. So that man keeps oh, coming right. back again. Oh right, so use your connection there. Yeah, okay, great. And and before we go into that uh, track, I'm sorry. Let me let me just tell you though, Peace in Our Time was released for Ukraine, so all the proceeds from sales and and from the. Um, the royalties and everything go to Ukraine charity for uh, helping uh, Ukrainian refugee children. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I, I believe you're getting quite a few refugees over in the UK. Would that be right from Ukraine? Is that true? I think our friends... Well, they're doing their best to stop them, but um, you know, people, are, people are keen to, help, you know, to yeah. try and help. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. And it's, I, I, you know, I guess this, this next part of the war is, you know, obviously winter coming in is going to be a crucial part. I think I heard somewhere that, you know, the, the more they can get back, then it, then it all sort of go into a, a holding pattern over winter. But um, it's it could go on forever, eh? It's one of those things. It's, it's like COVID. It's another one. It's just going to keep nibbling away. And it's like, I don't think there's going to be an answer, is there? It's just the way the world is and the way it's run politically these days. And, um, well, and I could and start putting musicians in instead and make it on better. <laughs> uh, yeah, a bit of common sense, Morag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the 20th century style of politics is definitely one that I think you guys are still holding to in many ways. It's that old way. And I think, yeah. And obviously, we, I think we've had, we've sort of in some ways led that, that change. But even now, we're getting a lot of. Um, personal attacks on our Prime Minister, yeah. you know, like blame, blaming her for everything, and it's getting... And, and I think that, again, that's, COVID sort of set that off, and then we, with these freedom marches and people just... All sorts of people just jumping out and expressing opinions and and, and quite outlandish things yeah. as well, but it's... Um, there's a lot of angry people out there. Yeah, I mean, we've got people what? gluing themselves to motorways to protest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's about rail. That's about yeah. bringing rail back. Gluing which, themselves. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the ways to do things. I'm bored this weekend. I'll just glue myself to the motorway. <laughs> okay, well, let's, let's uh, move on. Thanks very much, Morag. Great to hear from you. And um, we must ca- catch up another time and see what you're up to. Um, and um, let's let's try this um, last track. Okay, cheers, Morag. Thanks, Morag. Thank you very much. Cheers. Talk to you, James. Okay. Right. Bye bye. See ya. Thanks, Morag. the money who holds the need who holds the strings of misery or the purse of greed and the gunmen reap while the gangsters sow and the law is cheap when the smugglers go 
Sixty years I've been a cocky After droughts and fires and floods I've lived through plenty This country's dust and mud Have seen my tears and blood It's nearly over now And now I'm easy I married a fine girl when she was twenty 
She died in giving birth when she was thirty There was no flying doctor then Just a gentle old black gin It's nearly over now And now I'm easy She left me with two sons and a daughter And a bone-dry farm whose soil cried out for water So my care was rough and ready But they grew up fine and steady It's nearly over now And now I'm easy My daughter married young and went her own way My sons lie buried by the Burma Railway So on this land I made me own I have carried on alone It's nearly over now and now I'm easy For nearly sixty years I've been a cocky Of droughts and fires and floods I've lived through plenty This country's dust and mud Have seen my tears and blood It's nearly over now And now I'm easy it's nearly over now, and now I'm easy. Okay, and that uh, was great to chat with Moreg over in uh, Edinburgh. Slight, slight, with, with Skype, still slight cutting out in bits, but um, pretty good all the same. And great to have some really interesting newer topical up-to-date music coming Uh, through there absolutely because you know we're so far away from it you know you're 12,000 miles away and um you know like i'm in touch with my brother in glasgow but he's not really into music so it's good to hear from somebody who's involved in the music scene and heavily involved in the music scene yeah yeah and she does a lot of stuff um obviously got the few artists that she works with but she does a lot of um shows and um productions and, and things like that about about edinburgh yeah yeah, and I when loved, we were there, I loved we Dean Owens and, and Countess of Fife was brilliant. I'll yeah, look yeah. for that to come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, yeah. Now D- Dean's got a, a quite a bit of. Um, so he performed with us. We came across Dean at the Celtic Connections um, Festival, which is in Glasgow in uh, in January each year. And um, Jake Cropley went over, and we did a little Dunedin show where we. Uh, 
performed some Dunedin items and um, had some information about Dunedin and uh, Dean performed Brilliant. with us in that show and um, yeah 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 so that was good and and that was yeah probably five six years ago yeah. and he's been performing ever since he's more, more like he's seen more like a, as a Scottish Americana I yeah. guess and he has that that connection with countryside and his the oh, country yeah. sort of yeah. style vocal he has it's very countryish yeah. isn't it I mean that show Story. in Lake Rose that was beautiful yeah I, I just shut my eyes and floated away <laughs> yeah I think his big track's called something rain, Glasgow in the rain or yeah. something it's a big big track he, I'll have to look for had, that one play it yeah. on my show yeah yeah it's worth checking out and then um yeah and then we had uh, Fraser Bruce was that right yeah Fraser Bruce um Fraser and Ian are, are extremely well known in Scotland um they've got a band called um oh goodness um Heeds um I play it I can't remember it now um but yeah extremely well known and this is a CD called Every Song's a Story and there's some amazing stories in this like the Ibrox disaster the football disaster ah uh, yes we played them before yes yeah. okay yeah um, I'm with you John Thompson who was a Celtic footballer who was kicked in the head and died and, and just really really strong stories and it's a very very good CD yeah nice one and you're on yeah. Kilson Kiwi and we, we, we must take this opportunity before chatting with James about uh, a bit more on Eric Bogle but um, uh, Haraways have been uh, great supporters they're supporters of us here at um, Kilts and Kiwi and also for the Dunedin Edinburgh Sister City Society and at the uh, Celebrate St Andrews Day event great supporters uh, in that sense and we'll be um Hopefully in the next few days, uh, sending out and promoting the f- inaugural uh, Celebrate St Andrew's Day Friday dinner, which is happening at the Dunedin Club. Um, it's a uh, set menu. Um, it's looking like we're going to have um, a, a sponsorship and uh, product with uh, Cadrona, Cadrona Distillery um, and whiskey there. And there's a haggis ceremony with Ian Sita. Which and the haggis is part of the entree, and uh, we'll have some entertainment from Dunedin Harmony Chorus throughout the evening. So that's uh, something to look forward to. That's Friday, November twenty-fifth. Very limited number of tickets, and uh, for a, a full Scottish celebratory evening, I think uh, on the go there. And then, of course, the family event comes up on the Sunday, November twenty-seventh. Yeah. So keep an eye out on things. We have a Facebook page, Dunedin Edinburgh Sister City Society Facebook page there. And um, and also, I guess, um, there'll be uh, various posters and information around local media um, with Ally Press and um, the uh, radio stations, not just their cell uh, or FM, but also the other radio stations, letting people know what's coming up in November. So back to Eric Bogle. James? Yeah, I just, as you were thanking people, I think we should thank uh, Steve Collins from the Old Bar. He's been a great support, certainly mm-hmm. uh, for me when I was getting the uh, license for our day. Mm-hmm. It was uh, uh, 11 pages of bureaucracy. <laughs> yes, there is. And isn't it? draw a map of the Octagon, for yes, God's yeah, sake. Yeah. Um, anyway, Eric Bogle. Um, yes, I, I didn't know too much about Eric Bogle until um, I met a couple of um, Scottish gentlemen that I play with, the Grumpy Scotsman, and they're both Eric Bogle fans, and, and I only knew that one song, the Walsing Matilda yeah. one. Mm-hmm. But, uh, of course, now I've, I've, um, I'm have an ardent fan, and um, he he just had the, the audience in the palm of his hand, and he did a, a brand-new song. Um, it was a world premiere of, of a song, 
and they started it in the wrong key. So he had to start again, which was um, which it was a brand new song. That's understandable. And uh, he, you know, he's for a seventy-eight-year-old man, he was sprightly, and um, the sound uh, guy, which is oh, gosh, Steve. Sorry, Steve, I forgot your second name for a moment. Steve Buckman. Steve Buckman, yes. Yeah. Steve, who does, also does sound for us. But um, Steve did a great job because Eric's voice is quite light. So the, And the other who had quite powerful voices. Mm-hmm. So he had to Better work. mix Better them work up. Him. Yeah, but the, but the songs and the stories. And um, I was speaking earlier about his mother, Nancy, and, um, and he still... Um, thinks about leaving Scotland, and as Ron said, it's a hell of a long way from Scotland to to Neden. And um, when you say goodbye to somebody, you probably think, "Well, I'm never going to see them again." It's like going to war, and that's how he felt. Um, uh, he's fervently anti-war, and he has a lot of songs about uh, Gallipoli and all the dreadful things that go on in war. And um, his anti-war songs are probably the most powerful I've heard. Because um, there was specific about um, you know young men going to war for absolutely no reason, which is still going on to this mm. this minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we're going to play the song, uh, and hopefully the the intro of Nancy will be on this track. Okay, yeah, let's give it a whirl. It's uh, leaving Nancy. Do a song I wrote for her when I left Scotland. Um, I was what's known in the business, I believe, as a ten quid tourist, and. Uh, which meant that I paid £10 to come to Australia. And uh, that meant, of course, I had to come the cheapest way possible. And uh, I got the train from Edinburgh, which was near where I lived, down to Southampton, and I got the, the boat from Southampton to Sydney, and a fucker friendship from Sydney to Canberra. Now, Nancy said she wanted to come down to Southampton to see me off on the ship, you know, come down to the dockside and throw streamers and... Uh, Saying, well, you know, come back again and all this sort of stuff. I hate goodbyes. And I said, no. I said, well, say goodbye in the house. She said, no. <laughs> and so like all families, we compromised. And uh, I said, well, you can come through to the railway station and say goodbye there. But you can only come if you promise not to make a big deal about the whole thing and cry and things like that. Because I think I was scared if she sort of broke down I wouldn't go, because I didn't know if I was doing the right thing. You never do when you, you migrate. And uh, so she said, OK, son, promise you, I won't, I won't let you down in front of strangers. <laughs> See, sons have a great fear of their mother letting them down in front of strangers. <laughs> didn't matter what age you are. So she came through to the station, and uh, I was standing actually inside the carriage, leaning out the window, and Nancy was standing on the platform hold my hand and uh, we're just talking small talk you know anything except the fact that I was going to Australia uh, she was saying you like your eggs this morning son I said oh they're fine man <laughs> weren't they too hard boiled were they no mum they were fine honest <laughs> God help me honestly we were talking about eggs and I was going to the other end of the world anyway eventually the whistle blew and the train started moving slowly out of the station and, and in sort of true Hollywood fashion, Nancy walked along the platform, holding my hand as long as she could before she had to let go as the train picked up speed. And she thought then she was quite safe from any abuse I could give her. <laughs> and she burst out crying, but that was the first time she shed any tears. And I, 
I really appreciated the effort she'd made. And uh, big of me, wasn't it? Aye. <laughs> and I felt pretty rotten going down in the, the train to Southampton. It was a long, long journey, 12 hours, I think it was. And uh, I thought then of all the things I should have said in the platform, but just didn't have the courage or whatever to say. And as usual, I, I tend to say things in my songs that I haven't got the courage to say to people with their faces. So I wrote a song called Leaving Nancy. In comes a train, the whole platform shakes. It stops with a shadow and a screaming of brakes. The parting has come, and my weary soul aches. I'm leaving my Nancy, but you stand there. Beside me, determinedly gay, and you talk of the weather and events of the day, but your eyes tell me all that your tongue doesn't say. Goodbye, my Nancy, and come, I'll live. So closer, lay your head upon my shoulder, and let me hold you one more time before the whistle blows. But my suitcase is lifted. And stowed on the train, a thousand regrets whirl around in my brain, and the ache in my heart is a black sea of pain. I'm leaving my Nancy. You stand there beside me, lovely. See, but the grip of your hand is an unspoken plea. You're not fooling yourself, and you're not fooling me. Goodbye, my Nancy, and come a little closer. Lay your head upon my shoulder and let me hold you one more time before the whistle blows. But our time has run out, the whistle has blown. So here I must leave you standing alone. We had so little time, and now the time's gone. Goodbye, my Nancy. Oh. 
And as the train starts gently to roll And as I lean out to wave and to call I see the first tears trickle and fall Goodbye, my Nancy And come a little closer Lay your head upon my shoulder And let me hold you one more time Before the whistle blows And let me hold you one last time Before the whistle Thank you very much. Ten years ago, on a cold, dark night, there was someone killed beneath the town hall light. There were few at the scene, but they all agreed. The slayer who ran looked a lot like me. The judge said, Son, what is your alibi? If you were somewhere else, then you won't have to die. I spoke not a word. Nobody sees, nobody knows. 
an abrupt ending. And I was quite enjoying that. It was um, Alistair White, Alistair, Alistair White, not Alistair. With a D. Yeah, uh, and that is the track, The Weatherman. Now, Alistair White was part of the Battlefield Band. He was their virtuoso fiddle player uh, in the um, uh, early 2000s, I think, or maybe, yeah, yeah, late, yeah, in the early 2000s. And that album is called Anklar Gil, and it's a 12-track uh, fiddle-based album called The White Album. Alistair White is the artist, and it's on Temple Records. It's 2006, so early 2000s with the Battlefield band um, Alistair White. Um, he was here, I think, when they toured, when they came through and played. They played at the Regent, too, yeah. but they, they, they pulled an they okay did. crowd. They were yeah, good. It was, it was yeah. quite a good... Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the vagaries of shows and things. Like Ron was saying how the mullets, mullets. The mullets. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I've never even heard no, of them. No, I know. And, and a lot know. of people in, in Dunedin wouldn't have heard of them. Yeah, but then yeah. did anyone hear about the show? That's the thing and how no. you hear about well, things. The and, you know. Is that sort of rock band, the Battlefield? No, the Battlefield band's a sort of folky. Folky, can I? Yeah, 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 they're very much a folk string band. No yeah. drums. No drums, oh. yeah. So acoustic guitar, fiddle, um... Uh, maybe keyboard, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, and yeah. vocals. And, yeah. And, and I mean, you can. But have they people. go way back. They go way back, James. Nineties. Yeah, I've, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. heard of them. I didn't yeah. know they played it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you. I mean, you. You can go. I mean, we're so far away from the music scene in Scotland that people who are bingo over there, people have never heard of here. No. Oh yeah, and vice versa yeah. for sure. And, and that's yeah. yeah, and and different genres and things. Although obviously with the internet and that there is that ability, but there's so much out there you got to yeah. find it. And yeah. that's why it's great having Morag just you know Absolutely jumping us, yeah. putting us into a few things that are happening. Yeah. Um, and th- that's about us for the um, for the uh, show on Kilts and Kiwi. Um, we'll we'll catch you back in a couple of weeks' time. And um, we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. So, um, yeah, um, we're going to finish up. And this reason we've got nine minutes here, and it's Mari's Wedding. Mari's Wedding with Billy Connolly, yeah. Music Appreciation, the music teacher. <laughs> it's when he was at school getting taught, getting taught to sing. Okay, so <laughs> this, this is... That's uh, a traditional Mari's Wedding. Uh, the one that we sang as kids. Gaily on we go. So it's like a parent. After Mari's Wedding. And he bloody hated it. Okay, James, we get the idea. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to leave you with that, and we'll catch you back uh, another time in a couple of weeks with um, Kilts and Kiwi. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Okay, cheerio. Well, several tunes, really. And uh, I learned these when I was at school. And particularly at the music lessons... I hated school, and the bit I hated most was music. I think it's getting more and more apparent in my playing, you know? (laughs) But uh, I hated my music teacher. She was bloody terrible. She was a psychopath, totally addicted to Mary's wedding. Every music lesson we got, Mary's wedding. Oh, sitting there with big holes in your jumper, your wellies on. Snotter's blinding you. <laughs> Singing step we gaily on me. <laughs> it was a nice scruffy school, yeah. The, the uniform was wellies. Really. She, oh, it was terrible. She believed in all the modern teaching methods, you know. Like grabbing you by the back of the neck. <laughs> smashing your nose off a desk. 
Are you to sing all the time? Stan McGeely, on we go! That <laughs> <laughs> really was terrible. But she had a special trick, a special technique. She used to divide the class into four sections. And you all sang Mary's Wedding at different times. So we rehearsed for about a year on, <laughs> on three blind mice, just to get it right. And then came the big day, Mary's wedding for the school concert, you know. She started it with a row who sat at the window. That was all the brill cream crowd, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Clean shirts, and their shorts all pressed, badges on their blazers, and all that. They were always top of the class or second or run about there. And that was the easiest bit of the song. The first bit, oh, step McGill, no problem, you know. And there's no competition. And the second row, they were, they, were, they were something the same, quite clever. You're usually fourth or fifth, or up to tenth in the class, you know, sitting around there. They, they were quite smart, but a wee bit scruffy. I was in the third row in the front seat. That was a sort of stupid but savable, you know. <laughs> And the fourth row, well, they were a joke, you know. <laughs> they were already singing something else, anyway. It was the rejects, you know. <laughs> the high forehead and the big stick were an ailment. <laughs> they used to sit and do things to each other all day. You know, they didn't get lessons or anything. <laughs> She'd beat the teachers up if she taught them anything. She'd sit and squeeze each other's boils. Uh-oh, squeeze Well, the boil sucker sat in that row. He was a terrible guy. He was an evil. Oh, what a man he was. He was born when he was 22, this guy. sitting there dirty things all the time. MD want to see my Willie. The place is in an uproar. Teachers jumping out windows. Even the pigeons were fear to this guy. You know, but she's, she's, she's a throw. She used to throw raw meat up to the back seat to keep him quiet, you know. He's the only guy I ever met, he'd mince in his playpiece. He's a right bear, you know. But anyway, the first, she said, right class, and the first row would get beasted into it. Step regale, on we go, and away they'd step into the distance. And the second row were waiting, and they usually got it right, because it's easy when you're second as well, you know. So, well, for Mary's wedding, step, we're on the step, we're Do you know, they were okay. But by the time it came my turn, somebody had spoken to me. <laughs> and I forgot who'd started the song. And I was all confused. I got step, we gate, no, no, no. Step, 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 we no, no, no. Step, we gate, gate, step, we gate, step, we gate. Sing, Conley, oh, step, we're on we go. <laughs> but this time, the fourth row were singing. You can roll a silver dollar. <laughs> That's true.
true. But in every other music lesson, we got a thing called musical appreciation. And that meant she played Mary's Wedding on the piano and you didn't need to sing. <laughs> but it's even harder to appreciate, you know. She played several tunes leading up to Mary's Wedding. And in the one just before Mary's Wedding, she would lean over the piano and make sure everybody was appreciating. She'd say, Conley, appreciate! I mean, what'd you do? You know, appreciate, appreciate, appreciate. But she was kind of fat, you know, sort of big bosomed. When she leant over, she used to make mistakes because she couldn't have seen Because half her body was playing the tune, you see. But the, I'd, like, I'd like to play the, 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 the tunes that she played on Musical Appreciation Day. The first one's called Campbell's Farewell to the Red Castle. That's fair enough, like, no. <laughs> the second one's A Soldier's Joy, which was my pet name for her anyway, you know. <laughs> the third one's Mary's Wedding. And with a bit of luck, the fourth one will be Mary's Wedding as well. But the soldier's joy was when she started to look at the class because she was getting ready for Mary's wedding. See if you can spot the deliberate mistake. <laughs> None of that stamping and clapping in here. If you want to try out your new wellies, you date in a puddle. <laughs> Aye, mm, I know your type. <laughs> This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.